This is the Facing Grief Podcast, a weekly glimpse of a unique grief journey, a third-person view of a first-person experience, sharing moments of pain, moments of comfort, and stories of an extraordinary relationship. Each episode taken from one of the eight volumes of essays written during 11 months. Whether you're here for comfort or to know more about this journey, our prayer is that you will be blessed by what you hear today. In some cases, we may face more than we can comprehend in our grief journey. Beyond the immediate loss and aftermath, there can be other losses that we did not realize at first. In today's episode, the author reflects on several additional reasons he came to see his grief journey would be particularly difficult. From Volume 1, The First 30 Days, Day 24, this is essay number 21, The Perfect Storm. The Perfect Storm. Written Thursday, September 5th, 2019, Day 24, Evening. In the movie The Perfect Storm, a fishing vessel becomes trapped in the confluence of several significant storms that combined into something called the Perfect Storm. What is a perfect storm? A web service called Freebase says this, A perfect storm is an expression that describes an event where a rare combination of circumstances will aggravate a situation drastically. The term is also used to describe an actual phenomena that happens to occur in such a confluence, resulting in an event of unusual magnitude. In my grief story, that is exactly where I am. It struck me that I have several additional forces at work on me. Apart from the loss of my wife, looking back, it was orderly in a weird kind of way. During that time, there was a calm yet unsettled feeling because I could see where it was heading. I had no regrets about many things, and in the end, I was with her, and so were the important people God called together. That doesn't take away the overwhelming grief and despair that I face, but at least there is not guilt, perceived misopportunities, or other factors that would cause more intensity, if that were even possible. I had a strange marriage. I loved my wife dearly. I wanted to be with her. I would kid her that I'd been chasing her for 40 plus years now and I could finally catch her. I told her I loved her every day and took care of her no matter what it cost me personally. Beyond our marriage, we grew up in the same area, Buffalo, New York. She's Italian. I am a calm, quiet Englishman. Back in those early days, her family had a store right around the corner from where my parents and I lived. My mother worked part-time in their store. We knew each other's families. This was a deeper bond than most people share. It added to the richness of our lives together. Then when she became intensely ill in April 2015, I became her caregiver. I took off three months of work to do that, not really caring if I had a job when I got back, which I did. I continued the care as I worked full-time, giving her everything I could. So the loss I am experiencing is profound on so many levels. Wrapping our heads around the fact that the person is no longer here is just not possible 
for an indefinite time period as far as I can see. Losing my sweetheart with all our history and the love between us generates a tsunami of emotions that there is just not any defense for. It just comes and sweeps me away. Plus, we did everything together, so as I think about doing anything, she is at the center of it. There's a kind of pain associated with that lost connection, which cannot register on any scale that I can construct. So not only is the death beyond comprehension, half of my life operationally is also wiped out. The majority of the activities in my life have her at their core. The paralyzing effect of this combination of lost elements is just beyond what these puny words can convey. So that's why it hurts so much. I do the administrative things fine, as well as things I used to do on my own without her, but my life was inextricably intertwined with hers. How in the world does this become unraveled? Even if I wanted it. The paradox is striking. I cannot operate without her, and without her, I cannot operate. It makes the orderly systems analyst in me have a major logic meltdown. Motions and logic really don't mix. You can mix oil and vinegar salad dressing more easily. They don't combine well on their own, but shake them up for a while, and they will mix. This logic just cannot even exist on the same page together with these strong emotions. So my prayer is for God to help me figure out how I will ever operate again. The high state of apathy I feel right now has to be a result of the impasse. I really can't focus on the things I used to. I can't really watch TV and the things we watched together without her. When I think of an activity, I'm stopped in my tracks if she had any part of it in the past. I am totally immobilized. I still need her, and yet she is no longer here. And she was good with what was coming. She had been prepared and accepted the final decision God made. We had a miracle in 2015, and this time we would not. It's just me now that's suffering. I don't have a caregiver, and I'm in charge of everything and feel ill-equipped to have that responsibility. I have the perfect storm of grief. All I know is that storms eventually pass. Storms end, the skies clear, and the sun comes out again. I long for that day. I know it is coming. I pray it would be tomorrow. Amidst the storms we face, the common element in all of them is to just hold on. Our losses will always be with us in this life, but the knowledge that this storm, as any storm, will pass can supply the hope that stays with us throughout our journey. Thank you for joining us today on the Facing Grief podcast. Visit our website at essaysongrief.org to find out more about today's episode. Our prayer is that we can be a blessing to you in your grief journey.